<laughs> and check. Hey, hey, what's up? What's going on? Welcome to the Podcast FC show. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, indeed. Howdy, this is Hussey. This is Tom. Or happy Holidays. It's Fareed. And um, this is the tiki Podcast FC show. Um, I think he ducked and ran out because, man, you took a whooping. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, this week. But I believe this is um, number 18 for us. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we just keep it rolling um, right on, heading in on to the new year as well. But before we get there, um, we had a very interesting Boxing Day matchup. Uh, what did you guys think? I mean, we had some great games. Uh, we could just jump right into it. The first one being Stoke and United. Bright and early in the morning. I got up early to see this one. Oh, man, it was like opening like your Christmas gifts. That's kind of what it felt like. I couldn't me. sleep. <laughs> I was so excited. Five Five games in a row. Amazing! What a what a great what a great day! And of course, you know Tiki couldn't be here today because um, Man U lost to Stoke two nil at the Britannia, which we did say was a hard place to play. Mark Hughes has these guys playing some good football. I mean that that was that's a good Stoke team you saw out there. I think, and they showed depth as well. Is um, it Mark Hughes or is it the players? Because the players they have are just really good. They're hard fought. Marco, uh, the forward, he kept on coming back and helping on defense. I mean, that's huge. To see a big guy like that, to score a goal like he did, that was a magical goal. Arnautovic. Oh, yeah. And then he comes back and plays defense and helps out. And he's running the full field. He's almost like a box-to-box midfielder, yet he's enormous forward. He's mini Ebra. I'm telling you. He's a poor man's Ebra. And that's, that's, that's what my brother's been saying for the past couple of weeks. You know, he's a poor man's Ibrahimovic. And, I mean, this week he, he showed up in a big game against a big rival, Man United. I think he played too much defense to be a big, uh, to be an Ebra, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> working a little too hard. Yeah, you don't do that. You just stand up top and you get the ball and you make it happen. How but that, that magic, though, going forward. He does, and he has good he has good skill as well. He made a lot of, like, creative passes. And, like you got, like Ryan said, he, he's hustling. I like how after the his goal he doesn't even celebrate. He just, like, runs away. He just starts running away did you see that he's just yeah you just you just amped up dude honestly the power of the he man rushed that ball i think it's it has to do with the man bun honestly because <laughs> whether it's him or ibra it, it brings a certain level of confidence and mystique to a player and um clearly arnautovic seems to be benefiting nah dude ibra's got a samurai knot okay <laughs> that guy's got a man bun it's different worlds you leave, you leave Ibra out of this. but i mean that was just the second goal um if we go back to the first goal um, Memphis Depay got a big start in this game. Um, I've been wanting him to play more for Man United. And when we look at the first goal, he made a crucial error. He was in a defensive position, almost in the role of a left back. Um, as we know, he's a left winger. And he went to head it back to his goalie, but it was like a flop of a diving header. I don't know what he was thinking. And the Stoke took advantage, and Boyan Kirkic was able to score from that. Yeah, Glenn Johnson, Glenn Johnson picked the right up, said thank you. <laughs> just slotted across the middle. It was the easiest goal I've ever seen. But Tiki's been saying it all year. You know, Memphis Depay's confidence level is really low, and he doesn't play well. He's a very good player, but he hasn't been playing well because he doesn't have belief in his himself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he made the mistake, I texted him. I said, hey, what's going on with your buddy? And he goes, no confidence, no confidence, you know. And he's right. I mean, the kid's playing out there. He, he he's he's back defending inside his own box, and he's he's a winger. You know he should be he should be up top. He should have freedom. And how does he have no confidence though? Because he came from a PSV side where he was the man. He was the Ronaldo on that PSV team. And honestly, if we look, he is wearing the number seven jersey at Man United. Mm. That is, you have to live up to the hype of wearing that jersey. You cannot just come into Man United wear number seven 
and perform how he's been performing. I agree. He was a big fish in a small pond, and now he's a big fish in a big pond. And he's got to play against players at United, not players at PSV. Well, you can even see the difference between at the beginning of the year and now, where now he's kind of settled in, but at the beginning of the year, he got those goals for, in Champions League, mm-hmm. and then he started, he was averaging, what, 10 shots, 10 shots or so, uh, a game. He kept on dribbling up, shooting, dribbling up and shooting. Maybe someone talked to him, maybe not. I'm not seeing that anymore. He's not really taking on that many people anymore, where he used to get the ball, and he would just keep <coughs> running at them. He needs to keep running at them. Forget about tracking back sometimes for him. He needs to really focus on offense right now, get a couple goals, get that confidence up. And I think this might be a symptom of the coach as well, because I think the coach really wants him to be disciplined. We've seen and we've heard um, throughout the media that Louis Van Hall is an old school coach. He kind of likes to do things his way, doesn't really like to change that much. And we have a new style, new era of players who are into social media, who dress differently and act differently. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, kind of restricting these players sometimes mentally can cripple them. And, I mean, I saw a crazy stat that stated that this was the first time that Man U lost four in a row since 1961. So, is it the coach or is it the players right now? Well, Ryan said it earlier. Ryan said, <clears throat> Ryan said that, you know, Stoke's been playing well because they have, a, they have really good players. Well, guess what? Chelsea has really good players. And they don't play well at all. So, yeah, you have to, you have to look. I think it, it's, the most important thing is the manager. You look, at a te- you look at a team like Arsenal. I don't think you heard me correctly where I said it was <laughs> they're good players, but they're running hard. They're playing hard. Chelsea did not run hard. They did not play hard. And who's that because of? The players. You, it, it starts with yourself, and then you can blame someone else. I don't know. I think it's more the coach. And that's tough because maybe when you do have an inspirational figure in front of you who's, you know, you want to play for. Trust me, I've played for coaches who I've wanted to play for and coaches where I've kind of had to play for myself, had to play for my own pride, and there's a major difference in that. You know, the team is better when you're trying to play for the coach, when everyone loves the coach versus kind of playing for yourself. You become a little bit more individual, um, and it's just it's just psychological. So for me, I think Louis Van Hall, honestly, I think he's in hot water, and they have a big game coming up against Chelsea. Man, you, Stoke was supposed to be the game that, you know, maybe they just – get by they get a one nil win but the stoke team we've talked about them in the past they've they've seemed to put the technical with the physical and it's become scary with chelsea actually playing well well not they're not playing they're playing okay they're getting better now that marino's gone so this game coming up against chelsea that could be really tough for them as well because you see the middle for Chelsea. They're actually working together now. Yes. Costa got another goal. So, But he's also not playing. But at the same time, what I'm saying is United's defense is suspect. Very. And what do you guys think about Young back there? Do you want Vin- Valencia back there again? Well, I'm not sure if Valencia is injured at the moment. Yeah, he's injured. Oh, yeah. That's but, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I checked but that. But I'd, I'd prefer a Darmian instead of Ashley Young. Put a def- put a player whose position... He, it, I'm sorry, he's also injured. He's, oh, oh, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. The man who's, man yeah, who's having that injury Luke crisis. Luke Shaw's injured. They don't have any other having backs. that injury crisis in the back. I got you, Tiki. So, for me, though, still, um, you know, play a player who can actually play at that position. Ashley Young, maybe they are putting, them, putting him there just because they're desperate, but... Again, I don't, I don't think that this team's going to excel with players playing out of position. It's his way of the highway. Well, Ashley <laughs> Cole doesn't have a team right now, right? He's linked with MLS. Yeah, but he could be linked with United if they need an outside back. I mean, he, he could just be a Band-Aid. 
Yeah, but I mean, for me, I I think he's done, and he's a left back. He's he, he probably could play right back for them, but Man United for me, they need to get healthy. But they just don't have that inspirational figure in front of them, man. There's no belief, like you know. You know what else you got? I look at you got to look at Stoke too. Um, you look at the players they they have, the depth they have on the team. They they bring on a player like Marco Van Ginkel, who's on loan from Chelsea. Good, like young talent. They bring on another pl- for for Glenn Whelan. They bring on um, Diouf, the former United kid, play striker, for and then him. and then they bring on Charlie Adam, another guy, a seasoned veteran, played for Liverpool, played for what was a Bla- Black Blackpool too, right? Scored some goals from half. Yeah, he almost scored the, the, the game in <laughs> half. Like they they bring on three players that are all good quality players that fit the system, and I just feel like United's this this they don't have any depth. They should have hung on to RVP. Player like that, you can't let that go. I don't get it. Well, depth, man. They, in terms of attack, I think they do. Excuse me. But uh, why is Wayne Rooney not starting? Why is he coming off the bench? That makes no sense. Well, why is Fellaini starting? He's so good. Ask Ryan. No, no, I'm not saying he's so good, but at least he's one of the players <laughs> that's trying. Uh, let's get back to Rooney, though. Not starting. That was huge. Why? Why don't you start Rooney? He's your captain. He's supposed to be the man leading everyone into that game, and he's on the bench. Well, he hasn't. He also, I'm sorry. He also didn't get the captain armband when he came on. Did you see that? No, I did not. Michael Carrick kept the armband. What, what's that mean? I mean, I don't know if it was just a matter of convenience because they were losing, so maybe they just didn't want to exchange it. But regardless, I think Rooney hasn't been having that great of a season. I don't think Rooney did deserve to start. For me, Fellaini, like you said, Hus, he has been trying. He has been busting his ass, but. Man, he's just not he's not the quality. For me, he slows down your lineup. If I'm Man United, I have a Ashley Young who might be able to overlap on the right. Anthony Martial, Memphis Depay, Mata, who's relatively pacey, you know, in, in, in quick areas. Under Herrera who can move. Then you just stick the stick in the mud, Fellaini, with this big bush. And he just slows the entire team down. He changes how Man U plays. They have to play the long ball more when he's in. So, for me... I don't like starting Fellaini. I think he's a guy who would be good off the bench if you're down, if you need him. But just just in terms of form, I guess maybe that he's benefiting from everyone else playing bad. But I mean, did you see the like goal it. he didn't score in the game? I know, but I also saw this goal that he scored two weeks ago. I'm just saying, he, he leaves a lot of goals in the field. He you know, he pops up in good areas, and I feel like he's just he's duffed. He, he had two in that game. One of them got called off sides. The first one, he came in and he hit it, and... He, he hit it right at the goalie. Goalie made the save, and they're like, oh, well, you were offsides anyways. And then the second one in the game, the ball got served across the middle. Mm-hmm. Simple ball hit with the inside of his foot, and the keeper saves it again. I mean, Jack Butlin had a great game. Don't take anything away from him. But those, those, those are chances you should score. Well, the difference is I'm not saying I would sign him to my team. What I'm saying is from what they have, everyone's doing that on United. Everyone's missing goals. No one's running to where they should be. So Fellaini at least is, even if it is slow, he's running. Now, if only you could push Herrera to the middle and had, you know, like a play like Di Maria on the right side. Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Shots, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> that one's for Tiki right there. Oh, yeah. Shots fired for sure. So, I mean, I mean, when it's all said and done, Man U sucks. And um, they, they, have a, they have a big game coming up against Chelsea. We'll see how they do. I think LVG is going to get fired. Um, Between, think, wait, before the game? I think they're going to lose to Chelsea and LVG will subsequently either excuse himself and resign or it'll be a mutual kind of consent thing like they did with Mourinho where they don't want to ruin his reputation but they want to go in a new direction and possibly gigs will take over gigs 
You don't, Easy. You don't think like a Jose, Jose think, will come in or anything? You know, there's a chance. There's definitely a chance, but that's like manager wars. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really. I haven't seen that happen much growing up watching this league. Um, I, I see Giggs kind of just trying to fit right out the season with them and see where he takes them, but the Mourinho thing could happen. Mourinho who said no to Roma. I believe I read that somewhere where he, he turned down a job for Roma. So if you bring in Mourinho now, uh, January 1st, he has all month to build the team that he wants, well, to a point, because it's January, and he has that fire in his belly to come back at Chelsea, and that would just be... That, that would be, be beautiful. That would make for an amazing league. Or uh, you, or you find Vengo <laughs> now, and have here Jose Jose come in before the game, so he's facing Chelsea his first game. That that would just be too much. That'd be awesome. That'd <laughs> be. You live in a fantasy world. <laughs> you just wait. Seriously. All right. Well, that's that's the wrap. Um, you want to pick MVPs in that game? Yeah. Um, I mean, my MVP for that game it had to be you know the man bun himself, <laughs> Arnautovic. Yeah. Getting it done. So silky out there. Strong in possession. Um, clinical finish against, you know, a special goalie. I don't think any goalie in the world was going to stop that shot from going to the back of the net. I got, I got to go with Marco Anatovich as well. He's a great up-and-coming player. Looks good. Keep your eyes on him. That makes a three because I'm picking him as well. Not just because of the goal, the movement up front. But like, as I said, he tracked back and helped out his defense and midfielders a lot and won the ball <clears> back quite a few times. So he's the man. Defenders definitely appreciate that. All, All right, right, moving on. Next up, we got Liverpool versus Leicester City. You'll never in a tantalizing walk matchup alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how they can beat Leicester, and they have such a hard time against West Brom. You know, I was so thankful because this this was like the order of the day. Like Liverpool was playing before Arsenal, so I was so happy to see Liverpool win one nil against the league. Um, went the league uh, leaders. Leaders, excuse me. Thanks, bro. No worries. The league leaders in Leicester City, and and I thought Liverpool played a terrific game. I thought Klopp got all his tactics right. I thought Divock Origi in the beginning was a lightning bolt. He was speed. He was everywhere for bring them. Bring speed up front. That's speed what they and need. strength though. He yeah. seemed to have a combination of speed, strength, and skill. I don't know what Tiki was talking about. How like oh he's not a top four. <laughs> kind of guy <laughs> but this kid man i'm telling you since i've seen him play in the world cup he has potential to be a very special player um going forward but it was unfortunate to see him get injured and hurt his hamstring yeah for uh the world cup he was doing well and then he when he was in france the last half of the year uh like last spring yeah they bought him and loaned him back yeah and he didn't do very well i think he had two goals in those few months yeah, slow start <clears throat> so when he came back when he came to liverpool he was just youthful speed He's, he just brings something that Benteke doesn't have. Mm. And it hurts to see Benteke come, come on the field because Origi got hurt. And that's, that's how I was feeling, too, when I was watching, like, Benteke got on the field and his movement was a little off. You know, maybe he wasn't all the way warmed up, but he was able to get the winning goal. I know. This was a tough game for me to watch because, you know, Chelsea was on at the same time. <laughs> so uh, we had two TVs going, and I was just standing and watching both of them. But Liverpool, 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 Liverpool deserved to win the game, I think. Mm. And um, you know, Leicester City has to take off Vardy late in the game, uh, like in the seventieth minute. Take off Mares. The you two know, special players. Yeah, I think that shows that the, the, you know. I think that he kind of like was conceding that they're not going to win the game because well, they were getting outplayed. Didn't Vardy have a knock? Didn't he get a knock? Yeah, he Vardy did. did get he a did. Knock. Yeah, but he's tough. But also to take out Mares as well. I don't know. It's one of those things where I know. 
Vardy, and, Vardy didn't have many chances, I don't think, in this game. I mean, he wasn't very, he just didn't, wasn't look himself. But they said he's been playing injured all season. I, I, I Are you talking about that hand? With the cast? Or? They, ju- they no, just said, that's all they said. They just said he's been playing knocked up when he went through his whole um, record-winning goal-scoring streak. He was playing injured, playing hurt, just toughing it out. And I, honestly, I think all these guys do. They, they No one's 100%. Um, but Not at this point in the season, man. Yeah, to be able to maintain that level of consistency, it's pretty special nonetheless. The crazy thing that I see is the shots. Leicester had seven shots. Liverpool, 26 shots. That's the same type of deal that they had with West Brom. West Brom. That's like a FIFA game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said last time about the West Brom. Yeah. <laughs> right. When it was like 75% possession of <laughs> Liverpool, and they just couldn't score. Uh, or actually, they did, but it's just they had like 28 shots or something. Um, but the difference here is Liverpool defended on the set pieces. The goalie held on to the saves. Right. And it was good to get Mignolet back. I'm not. I still think he's shaky, man. Hope that'd be really nice if we could get the guy from uh, Barcelona and Tierstegen. Mm. Yeah, yeah if, he, if we could get him, that'd be really nice. Twenty-three year old, young German, German. Mm-hmm. that'd be fantastic. But you know what? If we can't get him, Mignolet will do for now, at least till the summer. I mean, he's not that bad. He's the backup of Belgium to Courtois. Like, I think he's a good goalie. I think Liverpool fans just hired him. No, I think it's that he's really inconsistent. He shows mm-hmm. some brilliant saves. Like some some games. He shows that he could be top, I would say, 10 goal in the world easily. He had a really good save in this game against Conte on Leicester. Um, ball came in from the left side. Conte swung at it with his left foot, and it was kind of like towards oh, yes. his near post. He was able to get down quickly. So Mingale has he has that special save characteristic. I'd give him that. But he also has that Bartes trait where whether it's his feet. The bonehead. Whether it's his head. Just that bonehead thing that you, as a world-class goalie, you can't have if you're going to reach that level. I have to agree, Tom. I mean, I think that, you know, he I think he is a good goalie, but he he does let those things fall by the wayside sometimes. Now, Ryan, Ryan what do you think about the uh, Origi substitution early, the injury there? What could that mean for Liverpool? Just one more person down, I guess. Uh, so United can talk about all the injuries. Liverpool has just as many. And during January, hopefully they can grab another striker. I don't know who. Uh, right now, but they're looking at a few people, and hopefully they bring somebody in because with the injuries right now, they're de- depleted. Stop. And if Benteke, if he's going to play every day, well, every every game, he's going to have to pick it up and score from 12 yards out with an open net. And <laughs> he should have sealed the game there, right? That was bad. That was horrible. You're dribbling. Uh, what, 35 yards out, he gets the pass, he turns, no one's on him. The defender... Casper was a, Schmeichel was out of his goal. Yeah, they were There was one forward. defender in front of him, I about believe, 10 but yards he was about though. 10 to 15 yards in front of him. Just, you're you're on a top-tier team, bend it around him, shoot, anywhere, put it on net, it goes in. You see, for me, I think that points to his level of confidence at the moment, because for me, a confident striker, you know, even if it's not a Luis Suarez, just just like even if it's a Vardy, an Igalo, someone like that who's in form with the goal gaping like that, from even if it's from forty, from fifty, they're shooting that first time. You know, no no second thought. So I think it really speaks to his confidence at the moment, which is why I think it was good to see him get a goal. I think if you are gonna get a striker in January, it better be someone who's gonna replace Benteke because you have you have Danny Ings who could potentially return. He was looking good. You have a young Origi. You have Daniel Sturridge. So 
for me, I don't think a striker would be necessary for Liverpool at this moment. Um, I think if you look at their game plan, Liverpool kind of flipped the script on Leicester. They dominated possession, and they were also pressing them high up the field. Now, Leicester was playing more of the counterattack in this game, and they looked very, very dangerous. But they were able to shut down a Jamie Vardy who has 15 goals and a Riyad Mahrez who has 13 goals. So for me, Liverpool's defense actually was good. We we, we kept clowning on Sako. Sako looked he solid sh- to me. He showed up. Other than a, a f- and again, when he has the ball at his feet, it can be a little shaky. But defensively, very very solid performance. The big matchup for me was always going to be the Moreno versus Mahrez. Um, you know. Two good rising players. You know, it was going to be interesting to see how they face off. The mm-hmm. the first time, the first time I saw Mares get the ball and go at Moreno, he beat him at the line and went around him, oh, and yeah. serve one, and they almost scored off it. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, this could be a long day. And then after that, Moreno, Moreno kind of shut Mares down. And he honestly did because he yeah. had the speed. I think it was a combination of him and Sako because he likes to kind of drift in the middle as well. Yep. It's that left side. Yeah, totally. And you know, they didn't have Skirtle back there, uh, so they had Dejan Lover and, and Sako. So at the beginning of the game, I'm laughing. I'm like, wow. Uh, Lester's is going to run all over this team, and they did it. Les- Liverpool showed up, man. I mean, Mignolet made the big save off uh, Mahrez when he cut in, mm. and he made him a couple of the good saves. But overall, Liverpool <laughs> looked the better team on the day. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You should be happy, Hus. Yeah. No, I, I am happy. Now, what if Sacco and Lovren start playing really well together for while Skrtel's out, and then we start thinking Skrtel's the problem? <laughs> I know, mind flipped, right? Yeah. Hey, it's one game. We'll see how they do in the next one. Well, I actually got a little worried with Klein when he went down for a bit. Yeah. Where was that foot? Not. I thought it was an ankle first, but I think he just got stepped on and he was rolling around. I was like, oh, God, not another defender. He's been great for you guys. Klein and Moreno, there is there is some some uh, future with those kids. Yeah. On the outsides, they just have to work from the middle. Those guys are solid. Mm. Keep them keep them right where they are. Just really have to good. get central backs. And that will definitely work. That will benefit Klopp's system. So what did you guys have for um, man of the matches for this game? Man of the match. This was a you know a tough one, a little bit tough one. Um, you know, watching the game, I mean, Benteke got the goal. Um, I'd give him an honorable mention, um, but for me, I'd have to give it to Philippe Coutinho. Um, and I'd and I mean, I'd also honorably mention Firmino since he got his assist. Um, but Coutinho was everywhere, and Lesto was not able to deal with him. He kept ducking in the pockets of space. And just cre- really wreaking havoc. So for me, it's going to be Coutinho. I got, I got to give it to Benteke. I mean, I know he subs on. He just all he does is score one goal and miss a goal. But you know, he subs on. He scores the goal. They win the game one nothing, and that's the bottom line. No doubt. See three points. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about those three players that we have been talking about: Firmino, Coutinho, and Benteke. Coutinho, <clears throat> for me, I believe that he would actually didn't have the best game. I mean, he he had a decent game, but for him, for for Coutinho himself. I hold him at a hot. He's the best player on the team, or yeah. he can be. Yeah. I hold him higher. I want some of those shots to be closer on that, yeah. or at least on that. Maybe a rebound happens. Uh, Firmino, he he did he did his thing. I mean, that's good. He got the assist, but I'm gonna give it to Benteke too because no one else could score. He got his foot on that sliding shot and he put it in the net. Yeah. I don't care how he did it. It's one nothing. Good. Let's go home. Just stretched out Fantastic. for that shot. Duckets for Hus, and he's loving it. <laughs> And um, our next game, we have Southampton versus Arsenal. Um, <coughs> we could just go Excuse ahead me. and skip right on to the next game if you guys want. You sure? You don't want to talk about it a little nah, bit I then? Wanna, I don't want to talk about this. <sighs> Tom, I don't know what team showed up, but it wasn't Arsenal. They weren't even. They didn't look like a shadow of themselves. N- none of them played well, and, and that's frustrating. 
I don't know how you feel as a fan. 4-0 to Southampton. In case you, you didn't know out there, um, Arsenal just beat Manchester City 2-1 right before this game. We're riding high. No Alexis Sanchez in the squad. It's all right. No need to worry. We got Theo. We got Giroud. We arrive at a Southampton, which was in pretty bad form. Um, Agreed. I think they had their backs up against the wall. They were just way more physical with us. Um, they won every challenge, it seemed. And um, honestly, I think there was a point where we got hard done. The first the first goal, I mean, that Martina right back, <laughs> that was just a special goal. You, you just got to chalk that up to the game. Outside of the boot, the ball Unstoppable. Bends. You know, that's no one's fault. He shot it. He sh- you allow defenders to shoot typically from 40 to 35 yards out. That's going to be that's top 10 goal of the year. It will be at the end. Special goal. Second goal, Shane Long, who's, um, you know, I'll save the profanity for another time. But Shane Long, who got a, he clipped Kaczelny. If you look at the second goal, he's, he's making his run. I'd call it, look, because I'm not a Southampton fan, I'm pissed. But if I, if, it, if I was a Southampton fan, I'd call it a savvy EPL move. You know, kind of like a veteran. It's a veteran move. Move. You, yeah. you, you, you as you're he, making your you run. You think you did it on purpose. If you watch the replay, he's. It's one of those situations when you're on the right shoulder of a defender and you're trying to switch over to the left shoulder so you can run away and go to the back post. He, in that transition, hooks Koscielny's leg. The referee's right behind him. Yeah, but if you look at the... They zoomed in the referee. I don't know if you saw it, but the referee saw the saw the man with the ball to the right and yep. he was watching the ball. So when Koscielny got tripped, you know, if you want to say... I'm not going to say what side I'm on, but when he fell... The referee was looking the other way, and nobody saw it. So when they looked back, there was a man on the ground, and there was a man running away. It's field didn't see of vision. It. That's the field of vision. So you're right saying there. Shane Long blatantly just kicked his legs to make him fall? Yes, I believe Shane Long saw he he saw his man was on the right, and Koscielny was the closest defender to him, and he knew that if he was able to take him down, he'd be wide open on the back post. If you look at it, that's the only reason why he's wide open. Our Hector Bellerin is dropping back and is just out of the, out of the picture. Because Koscielny's not able to to be there because he was tripped. All right, well, you know what? I say that's fair because they called back the goal on Shane Long when he heel-flicked it and Meg's pet a check. I was going to bring that up. What do you up. think about that? He could have had three offside. goals. Ah, no, he wasn't. He was offside. Uh, did you see the replay? I did, sir. I don't know about that, my I friend. Think, I, believe he was, I believe he was offside. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, it was a nasty Meg. <laughs> <laughs> got to give him the back heel. The crowd loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, that to me, I think that goal... I think that should have been a goal, and it sh- he should have had a hat trick on the day. But you know, they they take that one back, and then they miss that one. So to me, as kind of a neutral fan, it's it seems like it's kind of karma. Karma four nil. Yeah. Well, no, that's just that goal in that's particular. Just, okay, just Shane just Long. That, just that. Just that one incident. And Shane Long was a nightmare on the day. We could not deal with his movement, his pace. He's quick. He's quick. He's strong. He's shown that you know he's got the gamesmanship side of the game to him. He he he'll do whatever it takes to score to win. Um, but honestly, this was just a flop of a performance. Um, we had the advantage of knowing that Leicester had lost early in the day and that Arsenal had the chance to climb to the top of the mountain and be the league leaders um, and actually separate the gap between City as they were playing a struggling Sunderland side. Um, so we just choked, man. And, uh, and I hate it because now I have to hear from everyone, oh, this is the typical Arsenal. This is You guys don't step up when it's time to step up. And... It, it pisses me off. Because it backs up our game, that's why. <laughs> you know what I think? I think that Arsenal uh, Arsenal cracks. 
you know, they, they cracked a little bit on the day. They, they, I, I think the pressure might have got to them. And, you know, you're lucky Liverpool took care of business for you with, with, with Leicester. Keeps you one point out. Um, you, you're still right there. So, you're, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a mistake. It's a blow. But to play at St. Mary's can be tough. And you, you got a little lucky. We'll have to see what happens next weekend. I, I mean, in two days. Tomorrow. I really like what Shane. <laughs> I really like what Shane Long did with his time because he hasn't so, started that many games. He usually comes off the bench. He, I believe, he only started four games this this year. And to get two goals, almost three goals, that's huge for him. Ah uh, man, I, I don't know. I think we might need a player like Victor Wanyama, um, who was just bossing and dominating the midfield, making just important tackles in in the front of his defense to to keep our attacking creative midfielders out. I don't know, man. I think this is one where you can't really take anything good from this game if you're Arsene Wenger. You just kind of have to, I don't know, just kind of forget this, have like short-term memory loss and forget this ever happened and try and move on to the next game. This is difficult to see us beating a, a Manchester City squad and then losing to Southampton like this. I think for the first time this season, we saw Southampton play to its full potential. Um, you know, Sadio Mane is another another guy that causes so many problems. This dude was everywhere. And I called it going into the game. He would be yep. the main threat. I mean, I didn't see Shane Long coming, but Mane Shane Long, was, he, Shane Long started. It, but I think Shane Long was able to benefit from Mane because Mane was interrupting um, Parametazak and Castellani from really playing the ball. They were pressing us high. Yeah, the, you know, they're two quick, fast players, like we talked about, that, that can really do a high press. Mm. And just even just the two of them working together against a back four, it's going to be tough to deal with. And their work rate's really high, and they're constantly ap- applying that pressure. Yeah, it was an ugly game to watch. Do you blame any of the goals on Shaq? <clears throat> no, I can't say I blame him on Shaq. What, were you thinking about a one in particular? No, I was just wondering. I was wondering who should he get blamed, most he, of the blame. Is it the whole entire Arsenal team, or is it the no, defense? Look, or I think the, the, the I mean, you, you concede one on a corner kick. That's soft. We've been actually, Arsenal has been pretty good on corner, defending corner kicks this year. Um, so I think, again, people will bring up the zonal marking thing. Um, the player was able just to drift into the box. I think it was a Fonte. Yeah, 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 it was. So he was able just to drift into the box unmarked. You have to get a body on him. If you are going to zone, bump him, nudge him, make sure you are getting in front of him. He was just able to cut in front of him. So that's a soft goal. And for me, I mean, Shane Long was just... You have to give him more credit on that last one than, than he's him. running hard. Well, and, you know, and we talked about this, and he, th- this can be said as well. The referee was said to be at fault for a couple of those goals. The couple of them were questionable offsides. You know, the trip. You know, that that makes the game maybe two nothing instead instead of four. Which is why I say the first two were fugazi. I don't think the you know those those are just whack goals. Terrible, shouldn't have happened. And then the second two, I, I have to give it up. So potential, like you said, for like a two nil loss, but. Just forget it, boys. If you're Goons fans, forget this one. We push forward from here. And obviously, Fonte scores when I give him up on fantasy. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. All he, he had like one good game this year, and then he finally shows up when I sell him. Fantastic. Thank you. Isn't Thank that, you, Fonte. Isn't that how it happens? My God. All right, so what did you guys have for our man of the matches um, for this one? It has to be Shane Long. Two goals, almost three goals. It has to be him. Two goals should have been three goals, Shane Long. No doubt about it. I don't like you, Shane Long. We we got we got beef, bro. If I ever see you, but you know <laughs> I'm gonna have to give you credit for this one, Shane Long, MVP for this one. Um, all right, next one. Moving on. I'll take it from here, Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah. You sure you want yeah, this? Yeah, I can handle this. Yeah, all right. It's Chelsea versus Watford at the Bridge. 
Should be a comfortable win, and it's a 2-2 draw. My goodness. 2-2 draw, and, you know, good thing is we're able to see um, Diego Costa actually finally crushing it. Yeah, crushing Cru- it. He almost, he almost had that third goal, too. Oh, man. He, play- he, he looked like himself. It was nice. But on the other end, defensively, you guys still look shaky. Suspect. Matic giving up a, an out-of-nowhere penalty kick. I mean, I don't know if it had to do with his mask. I, I think his eyes, was, but <laughs> two two things there. You talk about the defense. They they started Gary Cahill instead of Kurt Zuma, which was a big change. Kurt Zuma's been playing about the last four or five games starting for them, and it's been him and Gary Cahill or him and John Terry. Mm. Um, and I think that I think that he is that good, and I think he should have been starting that game personally. Um, Matic handball in the box. I don't I don't know where to begin with this. Corner kick comes in. There's nobody near you within three yards, five yards. <clears throat> you have the ball coming down. You jump up, and you hit the ball with your hand, and then you put your hand down quick like it didn't happen. What but are you doing? It was one of those where you, like, turn your shoulder away from the ball, like you're scared the ball's going to hit you in the face. It was almost one of those, like, instinctual reactions. He could have just controlled the ball and played it. I don't know why he... he... It was it was a very frustrating play. Either way, Troy Deeney steps up past Courtois and slots casual. it. Casual. Very casual. So casual. Just rolls it on the floor. Um, you know, Courtois goes the opposite side. So I think I think we might see Deeney end up, you know, being up amongst those top goal scorers. He's gonna be bought by Liverpool. For <laughs> <laughs> Deeney? Yeah, you, your boy. Uh, I saw it. You love Deeney. Gallo. I was saying that Gallo should be bought by Liverpool. And that I still think is going to be a legitimate Bye. He scored today. Oh, he scored yesterday, Gallo. He did. How's that? How's that shot for you? I mean, he got it was a, a nice crazy, deflection. Crazy deflection. Hey, that's but fine. He still shoots you can't. better. He would have scored Benteke's goal. Well, shot at the end. <laughs> I don't know. He's a little shorter. We would have seen. Might have been different. Either no, no, way, no, you no, can't, no. You not, can't. Not the goal. I'm talking about okay. the Ryan hates the breakaway. Benteke. Yeah. No, I no, I don't hate Benteke. I'm just saying for the system, he's not that good. All right. Well, listen. Back to the game. You know, Gus Hiddings first game in charge, um, and he. 2-2 draw. I mean, they they should have won the late one there with you know Oscar missing the penalty. There was a there was a lot of players slipping on the day. Ask United, ask Liverpool. You know, p- people falling everywhere. Now, do you think Diego yeah. Costa should have taken the penalty and got his hat trick? Absolutely not. <laughs> but I wouldn't have. You know, I want I want Frank Lampard to take that penalty. You know, I don't I don't I have more faith in a player like him than I did like an Oscar. Like Oscar's mm-hmm. too young. What about uh, that? I would like to see Fabregas hit it. Yeah, that'd be good. That's that's who I want taking it. That that's who I want to be the next captain of the team. Like, you know, he he was that at Arsenal. He's the general. He's the general in the midfield. I well, I and think maybe it may have been because Oscar scored last game from a penalty kick. Yeah, I, I but I don't like that. That's the reason why you give him this one. Like for me, every situation should be different. Like I understand he scored the last one, but you know, I guess I guess every every team has you know their set penalty takers and they're gonna take it a certain exactly. way no matter what until you miss and then now I feel like since he's missed this one now whoever's next up in line steps up we until let ha- they miss should let Hazard take it arguable coming back from injury hasn't scored a goal in the Premier League this happens what a great moment could have been for him yeah but I mean if you look at how Oscar was playing throughout the game again for me it was one of those games where he deserved to take the penalty who was your, who was your so number one penalty kick taker before though Eden Hazard so, but then again, remember, I think this goes back to my theory of if you miss, next man up steps up until they miss. Because Azad, up until recently, he missed a couple penalties. Dude, he hit like, last last season he hit like 15. He, exactly. And he was their primary penalty kick taker this last season. But this season, and you know he has that technique of where he waits till the last second, he stares at the goalkeeper, and then he makes his decision. 
He's missed a couple this season, man. I'm, I I get it, but it's Watford at home. Your first game in charge is the new coach. You can you can make a change like that. You know, I just I think you should instill like boom, this dude, boom, do that. This is how we're doing it. And I think that you could really make a statement. But you know, he lets Oscar take it because he scored in the last game. <clears throat> and you know, I I get it. Definitely but. points down the drain, though. Definitely points down the drain. Should have um, been should have been an easy three points. Let's get back to how you said you want Fabregas to be the next captain. I remember you saying many, many, many times this year of how bad Fabregas is and how bad you want to do something physical to him and how bad you <laughs> want to off the team. That, oh, wait, that sounds weird. Not yeah. like that. And you're the one that it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you want him off the team so bad. And, oh, no, no, he'd be a great captain. He, he would be. If the guy he, if that he, you said quit on the team, basically. If he played the way he played at Arsenal, the way he, I, the way he, I know he can play, he should he should be that player. I I have that expectation of him, but he's obviously not performing that. You're right. Mentality. I don't yeah. think he has the captain mentality. He's not going to bring anyone else up because he can't even bring himself up sometimes. Oh, shots fired. No, that's legitimate. You know, I I he I'm he like was, sixty forty on that in terms of how I agree. I'm like sixty percent in agreement with that. Forty percent not. I just think it deter it depends on his level of play because for me, Fabregas is one of those dudes who leads by example versus like being a vocal leader um and i'm not that's complete bro science i'm not like i'm not i've never been in the locker room um but just from how he carries himself on the pitch he appears to be one of those players just like eden hazard he appears to be one of those players who leads by example on the pitch versus you know like a vocal leader in the locker room but either way i think goose hitting can be you know can take this as a positive note yes he defensively they have some work to do but they could have won this game. They honestly should have won this game. And I think it's more important that we see a different Chelsea team psychologically. Players are more free. Players are enjoying their football versus, you know, a Chelsea team that, you know, honestly has was very, very disappointing under Mourinho. It's just been a long season and it just continues is what it is for me. You know, it's, it's another game you should win and they don't. And now, you know, they're playing United next at United, you know. Could be LVG's last game. A lot of drama. Gus hitting sink, second game in charge. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot riding. There's you're a lot riding. You know, a relegation they, they, battle right now. For yes, me. yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm sort of surprised Hazard was able to stay on the pitch because for that penalty that Oscar took, did you see how hard he got hit? Much harder than two weeks ago. Much harder. What are you trying to say? I'm just saying. He must like Come, coming from the king of flopping, Ryan Hussey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please. So I'm just saying, Hazard. Was he actually injured? Well, he didn't play in the second game. He didn't play in the last game. Yeah. So, so yeah, he so must have been injured. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think know. I, I think he might have dodged it because of Jose. He do- Jose wasn't in charge last game. I know, but I'm saying that game that he just walked away. And then he had to be left out at least one game just to make it seem like he was hurt. Conspiracy theory. Or he really was hurt, and that's why he didn't play. That's more likely. I don't think he was really hurt. <laughs> Calling him out. I like it. Um, all right, guys. Well, who did you have as your man of the matches in this one? As much as I hate him, it has to be Costa with two goals. No doubt about it, man. I mean, Diego Costa, the first goal he scores is real special, too. Ball comes bouncing. He's facing away from goal. He turns and strikes it with his weaker foot. Full volley. And he hit, he did, hit, the, yeah, he hit the ball hard. Yeah, he did. And... Um, the second goal, what a great ball from your, your boy William Hussey, huh? He's and good. he, you know, he slides that ball between two, three players behind the back line, keeps the assists rolling. Costa's first touch, 
away from the keeper and then slides it back to the far post. Just really incredible. Willian yeah. is the future of Chelsea. He is Chelsea. Wow, big statement. Yeah. And Costa, by the way, he's doing what he does. He's getting back to what he does. He gets in the mix and just gets the foot on the ball, puts in the net. He doesn't yeah. have to do. He doesn't have to outrun people. His thing is to be in the box, just slide away from someone, be in the right place, <coughs> shoot the ball, and just put it on net. It will go in. Diego Costa for me as well, no doubt. Um, honestly, don't really root for Chelsea, but I definitely hope you guys get it done against Man U next game. Big, <coughs> love the shout out, thanks. Moving on to the next one, we got City, Manchester City versus Sunderland, and you know, in a game which I somewhat predicted. Um, I anticipated City scoring a lot of goals and Sunderland potentially getting one just because of Vincent Company. Um, so City was able to pull this one off 4-1 to one against Sunderland. And it seemed to be the usual suspects for City who were stepping up and making things happen. What did you guys think? Well, I had 3-1 uh, I had, I had to one for this game. So I was, I was pretty close. Um, I, yeah, think, I think I, I had 5-1 or 5-0. You, you had 5-1, yeah. yeah. I had 3-0, I believe, and we all... Thought City was just going to dominate, and, and they did. You know, I think um, they've been struggling with Boney up top, but uh, he, you know, it worked out this game. Boney got one. Got well, he missed the penalty too. Don't forget. Yeah, but yeah, all you all you Boney haters out there, Tiki, this is for you, bruh. Always hating on Boney. He's starting to get goals now. Oh, but wait a minute, he you did can he, hate him. He missed two <laughs> goals. He missed two goals in that game. He missed a penalty, and towards the end of the game, there was a ball that came bouncing, and he tried to volley it from about six, seven yards out, and he skied it over the bar. So next time... Did he get a goal, though? One for three. Yeah, well, basically, he just stood there. Kevin De Bruyne just kicked it off his head. <laughs> oh, and let's talk for a minute about Kevin De Bruyne. What, a, ga- what a game special. he had. Is he the future? Are they getting rid of, uh, rid of Silva and putting De Bruyne in there, and he's the future now? Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I don't, not yet. I mean, not for David, a couple of years. Yeah, but, but yeah, eventually, be, I think that will happen. The two of them play interchangeable, though. Like, if they, they'll float. Like, if, if, you know, if one floats to the middle, the other one will float outside. They just, they have, like, it's kind of a free-flowing, you know, attack with, with, with Sterling involved as well. Oh, yeah. Next and, time there's a penalty and Bonnie points to his chest, do you think Kevin just waves him off? Oh, yeah. He missed his PK. No, no, no. Not happening no. again, but... Fool me once. <laughs> Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. It was one of those, and it was... I mean, I think he just wanted the PK for his confidence. You know, how often does he start over Guerrero? You know, I don't think he does. You were right, Huss, about last time, Aguero picking up a knock, clearly, after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's another concern for City, but they honestly don't have to worry too much about scoring goals because it seems like they can do it. Well, don't, just, don't forget, this is against Sunderland. Well, City's biggest problem now is um, the injury defensive company. I mean, he subs on and then gets subbed off nine minutes later. Um, you're winning the game, you're cr- you're crushing the team, and you bring him on. If if he's not 100%, I don't know why you're putting him on the field. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, if, if you, And then he, he you know overextends a little bit and tweaks it, and then they got to take him off. Uh, I just think it's unwise by, by Man City to do something like that. I mean, we've been talking about the past couple of weeks how they need him back in the squad if they are going to you know, get this title. And for me, he's that important of a player. Um, both Aguero and company were out yesterday, but company, again, that calf injury that, that he's been plagued with all season – doesn't seem to be able to recover from it. But in. it's the, the game. It's four to one. You're winning four to one, and you want to bring him on e- it, in wet conditions too. It was very yeah, very he, wet. Yeah, he, he hurt himself by slipping. You yeah. don't bring him on in wet conditions. But keep him at the training in, ground. They play in England, though. I know, but not. <laughs> no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if he's not at a high enough percentage of healthy. Don't bring him on. This is what I was getting at last week when at least Tiki, I'm not sure if you, I think it was Tiki, maybe just him, 
where I kept on saying, if they're not above 75 or above 85%, you think don't this, bring them yeah. on. I think this was like the Alexi Sanchez conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I kept on, I, I think I brought it up about uh, Company too, or mm. Aguero. Yeah, where, he was in there. Where, yeah. when, when they are not healthy, you need these people at the end of the season. If you're going to keep on trying to ride them through junk games against Sunderland, you're not going to have them at the end of the season. You have to rest him. See, for me, I think you guys are being a little bit harsh right now. I think, you know, it was one of those things where he was practicing, maybe not fully, fully, like going 100% in practice, but I think they just kind of wanted to judge him and see whether he'd be able to play. Because, I mean, you brought him on as a substitute. You're up goals. So it's almost as a defender, it's like, all right, no pressure. You know, like you don't have to go 100%. Now you can just see what you have in the tank. And it's one of those things where it just it went sideways, man. It didn't work out to their benefit. I agree with you, but for, I agree with you. It's fine to bring him on to test and see if he's ready for that level. But they bring him on in the 60, 62nd minute. You know, why not wait till the 80th minute? Let him play the last 10 minutes, 12 minutes, see how he does. I mean, what would he have done, though? Gone off at the 90th minute? Because like you said, he got injured in the ninth minute. So for me, it's just like a freak thing, man, where they just got proved wrong. He was not able to return. Uh, well, it could be could be in big trouble um, for that club. Well, for me as a manager, you have to listen to uh, to the player how they sound about the injury. But with someone like Company who has been out for so long that is dying to get out there, if you ask him, he says, "Yeah, I'm great. Put me out there." Then you have to think in the back of your head, is he actually great? You hold him out for a little bit longer than he, what he says. You have to uh, hold the player back sometimes because the player will outstep their own body for sure but what if you watch him in practice and he's playing amongst the practice players you know maybe he's you not have to playing be cautious and... you have to be cautious with one of if not your best player i agree honestly when it's all said and done i agree you do have to be cautious when it comes to injuries you know hence alexis sanchez for arsenal you know hold him out if we need to he'll he'll join us second half of the campaign it's the same thing with vincent company he's that important to the team Without him, I don't think they have a chance um, to close out the season. They're going to need some clean sheets. And um, with Mangala, Di Micheles, and Otamendi back there, anyone can score, honestly. See, the the way you're saying, oh, it's against Sunderland, up for one, there's no pressure, bring him on. I'm thinking the other way where if company goes down again, I'm thinking in my head, those three have to start working together. So I'm going to keep at least two of those guys on. Hopefully chemistry builds in that game. And later on, if we need them together, we'll have the chemistry. I'll use that time to try to build with the other men, mm. not company. No doubt. And, you know, what What about uh, Mr. Liverpool, Fabio Barini, getting another goal? Two, two gonna, weeks in a row? I was going to bring weeks that up. In a row? You pick him up in fantasy yet? No, 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 no. But I, hey. <laughs> I think about it. I brought him up a couple weeks ago <laughs> saying he was going to score because he's a guy that Sunderland needs because Defoe really hasn't been doing it. So Barini has to step up. And really start shooting that ball and getting those nets. Well, two weeks in a row, two crap goals for Fabio Barini. Like that you said. <laughs> La- last week off his knee. This week has a great opportunity. Bounce comes right back to him, and he slots in the rebound. So, hey, right place, right time. He's running around. He's getting open. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, it is sc- what it is. scoring goals, scoring goals. There's something to be said for that. But yeah, two, a- two sloppy ones so far. Let's, I want to see him clean up this next next game. It's playing for his paycheck. <laughs> it's in the back of the net. That's all I care about. So what do you, who did you guys have as your man of the matches? Uh, it's an easy, easy one. Easy one. Really Kevin, easy, Kevin right? De Bruyne. Yeah, man. Is he responsible for three goals this game? Yeah. Those yeah. first, those assists. Honestly, he kicked it off their face. And he should have got that penalty at the end. He should have buried that penalty. He was having himself a game. You know, he was he was the man in form, and he's taking it to him. 
think we're seeing a really special player here really develop, Kevin De Bruyne. Check out his yeah, nutmegs too in the game if you can see those. Look them up. All right. Next game. Next game we got Newcastle versus Everton. Um, shout out Wayno. Um, no, he was happy about this one. Um, what, what a result though. Right? This was this was this winded down to the Dying end. minutes of the game. The last touch. Tom Tom Cleverly takes the last touch of the game. Christmas and it, dreams. And it's a header into the goal to win the game one nothing. Would you believe it? At, you know, and where was it? I mean, that was at St. James's Park too. That's I mean, Newcastle's been on a little bit of a rise since they beat Liverpool back and a couple other teams. And, you know, this was going to be a tough game but to to get that kind of a result that was big after losing to Leicester last week. And they had some opportunities too. Tim Howard made um, a great save earlier in the game um, off of a cross. Um, I think Tim Howard is excellent in this game. Another clean sheet for the American. Um, and, you know, Everton, the ex-Man United player, Tom Cleverly, <laughs> coming back to haunt Newcastle. That's got to hurt. Um, and it's, it was just kind of odd seeing him score that goal off of a header. You know, just, just the last person I'd expect to score. It's games like this that make me believe that Newcastle might go down this year. Because no. the last couple games, they <laughs> haven't been getting the results because it's been 1-1 against Aston Villa and one nothing against Everton. Sometimes you just don't have the luck on your side. 93rd minute, you think you gain the tie, and it goes in. It just Not so happens. much in terms of how they play, just kind of like the results going yeah. against them. Right? Because they started playing better. Mm. They got the wins. And even though they're playing better, they played a good game against Everton. They just didn't get that that bounce, which Everton got. Yeah. And, I mean, that happens. It's off the corner, 93rd minute, and they had it from about, like, 16 yards out. Who has the ball 16 yards into the – I mean, it's, that doesn't usually happen. I mean, it happened. Newcastle gets unlucky, and that's one reason why they're just going to go down this year. I got some. What, what do you guys? <clears throat> what do you guys think about Kevin Morales and uh, Aaron Lenton getting a start over De La Feno and Arunacone? I think it was just a squad rotation thing um, where he was just resting them. I think Kone had to go. I think you know my brother made that pretty evident last show, hating on him, but he, he hasn't been that great. Um, so that was a necessary change, but I just think Kevin Morales bringing him into the side. He scored, I think, um, one goal of the last like yeah last game he yeah, scored. So last they put game. Him in. So again, it's one of those things where all right, maybe he's feeling it, maybe he's in form now. Let's rotate the squad. Okay, I think Morales is a good player. I like him. I think he should go to a different team other than Everton. And with Kone, you're saying, oh, he has to go. You mean like Liverpool? <laughs> Uh, no, not so much because, well, he would be good. <laughs> there it is. The, but there it is. No, but what, well, let's I would want someone a little bit better than him. But for uh, an Everton team, he's good. He just doesn't get the playing time with the Kone. But when we're talking about Kone saying he needs to go, how well has Lukaku been playing this year? Lukaku and Kone are, seems to be like brothers. They seem to be best friends. So it's almost a comfort like a, a comfort blanket almost, I think, for Lukaku. Yeah, big He didn't wrong. score today either. So if Kone starts, you know, he's been getting a lot of assists to, to Lukaku or setting up plays that will lead to Lukaku's uh, goals. I think that's a good point. Right? I think Kone and Lukaku and De La Fano, the three of them actually, have something really special between the three of them. With their, mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're open, I'll, I'll slide it to you. They're very, very unselfish players. And they just, I mean, you've Tom said it a few times, the pace of this team is crazy. Yeah. You, know, you, you you start two players like Kevin Morales and Aaron Lennon as your subs. I mean, the pace on those two guys alone is going to be insane for your defense to keep up with. Yeah. And Lukaku, as big as he is, he's a quick man. He moves well. So you got three guys that can fly, and then your subs you bring on De La Feno, you know, and you're just adding more speed to it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to watch this Everton play. 
to me, there's something to be said about continuity. And I think that's the point Huss makes when he's refer- um, referencing Kone and Lukaku and Delafeu. You know, just even sometimes, whether it's at the attacking position or at the center back position, you need that person who you play next to, who you play with them so often that it almost becomes telepathic. You understand what runs you're making before the person even has to scream for the ball, the ball's at their feet. These are the things that makes an attack so seamless. Prime example, Dini Igalo. They play together all the time. Basically, they know Dini gets the ball. He's going to kick it to Igalo. And they're a nightmare. Mares Vardy. Exactly. Same thing with Kone Lukaku, what we were just talking about. Kone's going to do some crazy thing. But with Morales, sometimes he holds on to the ball a little too long, tries to do an extra move, mm. tries to take it, and he's a little bit more selfish. That's where Kone and uh, Morales differ. I think a uh, big Merry Christmas to Leighton Baines back in the squad. What do you guys think about that? Good to see him back on the team. Well, he's, he's been playing for the last three weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. I, he's just he's just quiet now, I know. Liam Baines, I think his he's dropped off and maybe it was that injury. Um for me, I'm I'm more excited about watching Seamus Coleman play the right back. I think that that dude <coughs> is one of the better right backs in the league, um, potentially in the world. I think he has the potential to move up to a to a you know, top four team, a perennial top four team and make a difference. I'd be looking forward to seeing him in the Euros. Oh yeah, for sure. Go Island. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't really mind uh, Baines right now because he's coming back from injury. Except for Leicester, they've only been given up one goal a game for the most part, and against Newcastle, they didn't bring up uh, get a goal. So Baines is playing defense as well as he normally does for most point. But this is preseason for him for the most part, mm. and he's just not getting those spectacular goals. He almost had one three weeks ago, I think, when he hit post. Oh, yeah, he pings. I mean, Baines will do that, and he will start to get it on target as he gets more time under his belt. For right now, he was injured. He comes back. It's still great to see him out there. All right, fellas. So who did you guys have as your MVPs, the man of the matches for this one? <sighs> I know. I mean, I know I know it should be. I know it should be Tom Cleverly, but I just can't give him that much credit. <laughs> so I got to go with uh, my boy Wijnaldum on Newcastle, man. Watch oh. this kid. He caused a lot of problems. So nasty. So dangerous. Hashtag on the ground. Yes, when y'all <laughs> he's about to break through that ceiling though. <laughs> I have to give it to Cleverly, uh, composure to head that ball sixteen yards into the net. I mean that's that's special. Yeah, I mean Cleverly grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, put himself in a good position to win, and you know ended up getting the game winner. Even though you're an X Man, you player. <laughs> hate your guts. Um, the goalie was out of net though, so I have to say that. I don't. Where was the Everton uh, defense? Why didn't they head it out? Where man, was everybody? That that ninetieth minute, man. Mm. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Up next, the Spurs taking care of the Canaries. Oh my! You mean Harry Kane versus Norwich City? Oh my! <laughs> hey, Man United, <laughs> Tiki, take take notes. This is how you beat Norwich. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Even Chelsea beat Norwich this year. Just saying. <laughs> Shots fired. That's right. Bang bang. But I think you. I think Tell makes a good point. Harry Kane, man, this kid. I mean, people were saying at the beginning of the year, you know, he wasn't scoring as many goals. He's he's not he's not that good. But no way. You guys are all wrong. He is the real deal. He's turning it up. Yeah, and you know, he just gets better throughout the season. Like he just he just every game he shows up a little bit more. And two goals in this game. Draws a penalty, finishes the penalty, and then scores another great goal. Clinical goal. Look, that was such an accurate shot, man. And the commentator was saying it. He's one of these players who's 
typically not going to do a move. He may not try to beat you 1v1. He'll tend to just create like a yard of space. Just one yard of space just so he can shoot because he's that accurate of a striker. And I think that was exemplified with that, with that second goal he got, man, on the right side of the box. Just like a grass cutter on the ground to the bottom left corner. Excellent clinical finish. And Tottenham is in fourth place right now with 32 points. If they don't make Champions League this year, I don't know what team they need to make Champions League. Because this this uh, league this year is all over the place. The, I mean, they seem to have the team. They seem to have the coach. They have the maybe the best striker in the league. It's just one of those things where... Nah. Well, nah. Okay, fine, fine. Top three best striker in the league. You don't think Harry Kane is top three? Uh, there's a lot of good strikers. It's in the tough league. now. I mean, that's an argument. I'd say there's an uh, argument for him to be. He's arguably top three. He starts slow. I'll give you that. He starts slow, but he started ramping it up. And come on, come on. If United <laughs> could get it, oh sorry, if Arsenal had him right now, how many goals do you think you'd have? More than Giroud. Well, I mean, technically we would, because Harry Kane's at eleven, Giroud's at ten. So I'd still prefer, you know, Giroud. You would pick Giroud <laughs> over Harry Kane. Um, Harry Kane wouldn't go to Arsenal. He's not French. <laughs> we wouldn't want Harry Kane at Arsenal. He's well, on Spurs. Because he would win you the league? You don't want that trash. Yeah, you don't want to win the league over in no, Arsenal. We don't want that trash. Yeah, you don't want that trophy either. No, we just need to bring in a defensive midfielder. We'll be all right. Liverpool. Are you kidding me? You would take Giroud over Harry Kane. Hey, just make Champions League. Then come talk no, to No, no, that's Ooh. fine. Hey, oh, you know what? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I understand. Wallow in that. We will. <laughs> we will. But just, you- I can't wait to talk to you in 10 years from now when Klopp... Where he wins the league maybe four or five times. Oh, you mean when Africa's richest man owns Arsenal and he <laughs> bought every player? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> but it's still going to be bad. They're going to have Giroud. Touche. And he's going to talk about who he could have signed. And, nah, Wenger's uh, going to be in a wheelchair on the sideline by then. <laughs> I mean, like, let's talk about the game. Man. <laughs> I know you guys are getting excited. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Tottenham, top four. Tottenham top four. Dude, I've been saying they were they rounded out my top four, um, my earlier predictions in the year. I didn't want to give it to them, but they just seem to have a team, not so much a superstar. They have a star in Kane, but they have a team now, you know? Only one? I mean, Christian Eriksen, Deli Ali, Ed, uh, Deer in the midfield. I mean, then you look at their back, their back line's excellent, and they have one of the best, they have one of the best goals in the world. This team, this team is the real deal. They also have depth, and they're 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 finally performing. Um, who's there for depth, Ryan? Chadi, I I don't mind Chadi on the bench for them. They have um, the Korean, the Song Huma. Son's good. Yeah, Son, he's good. I think he's a good he, player. He's gonna grow. And even if Lu- Luis goes down, you have Michael Vaughn. I trust him to a, to a point. He's good. No, he's good. He's, 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 he's real keeper. good. He went there to retire though. And yeah. you have Danny Rose. <laughs> Let's not mention him. No, no. Danny Rose is not great, but he's he's a band-aid. He can be a band-aid. And if they buy one more player during January, they have something there. Hey, you know what you do with band-aids? You rip them off. Well, that's only when the, the cut's healed. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the song. <laughs> For me, I still think Danny Rose, I think they can upgrade at that position. I think of Kyle course. Walker is a solid option. Kyle Walker is a guy who I can respect simply because... Pretty much no winger in the league is going to beat him for pace. And if they do beat him for pace, they're not going to beat him for power. So he'll be able to win that battle 9 out of 10 times. You got to look at Musa Dembele, too. The guy is he's so good in the midfield. He's so fun to watch. A box-to-box midfielder. Musa. Also technical. And you know who else is flying? They got Eric Lamella flying. 
Finally. It's yeah. taken two years. He's. I think he's flying. I think he shows so much promise and could be a really important player of that squad. Yeah, he's gotten more physical too. It seems like he's matured um, and mentally now he seems to be consistent and even keeled. So, I mean, um, pretty pretty good result for Tottenham. They, they keep it rolling, 3-0. Um, Harry Kane, their star striker, just the confidence keeps rolling um, for him. So as welcome, long as welcome to the top four. Won't be there for long. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, in terms of man of the match, I mean, I think this one was pretty unanimous. It has to be Harry Kane, right? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, like I said, draws the penalty, scores the penalty, and then scores a clinical goal, like a little, little shoulder fake, and slides. Ugh. Yeah. Harry Kane all the way. It's just one more man of the match that he gets on the year just to prove that he's better than Giroud. Uh, so it's... <laughs> None offense taken, man. My brother might take offense to that, but Giroud's not my boy. You know, um, he's, he's, he's all right. He's, he's, he's good money. But... Any day of the week, Harry Kane over Giroud. Any day. What I like Harry. He got the two goals. He won the game. He, he's the main man. He's the star. All right. Got to give it up. Boop, 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 boop. Quick and touch. Now, quick touch with Fareed. What's up, guys? Quick touch here. Uh, Swansea West Brom, 1-0. You know, Swansea team struggling, fires Gary Monk. Come back. Big win. You know, they scored an early goal, kind of a kind of crap goal. Ball shot in off the post, off the keeper. Keeper's fumbling. Uh, was it Ming Sun Yun, right, his name? Yeah. Comes in, just gets a toe, just gets a toe on it. Bangs. That's it. That's the game. one nothing. And Called that one. <laughs> that's the one game us called. <laughs> And he's claiming it. He's riding out till the end with that. I was real close on all the other ones. As Nostradamus. Uh, West Brom, they had, um, they had Ricky Lambert getting the start in the day. I know that makes you happy, Ryan. Um, what, what do you think about that? Ricky Lambert? I mean, he's a player. I mean, he just needs time. I mean, he's getting older up there. Hopefully he gets the time. But he, he runs hard. He has, an, a re- he has a really good shot if he shoots. Let him play. So that... That kind of wraps up that yeah, game. That it was wraps kind of- it up. Andre Ayew, I'd like to see him score more goals. I think he's a quality player. And for me, more teams should be interested in looking to snip him from a struggling Sunsy squad in January. So we'll see what happens there. No doubt. Up next, we got uh, Bournemouth versus the CP. Now, uh, before we talk about the result of this game, big big happenings on CP. Uh, Connor Wickham, uh, supposedly out three to four weeks. Uh, he's been their main striker the last couple of weeks, and Balasti told to be up possibly longer. Uh, that's that's a devastating blow to a team to this team, and um, I think it kind of showed in the game. You know, the zero zero game, and no I think teeth. I think Bournemouth actually had some of the better chances in this one. They did. Um, it was obviously boring zero zero, but there was opportunities, and that's when you need players like Wilfred Zaha. To, to step, step up, up. Yeah, they sure. really have to step up I think the goalie Hennessy has been stepping up the past couple of weeks um, another clean sheet for him so I think you know if it, this Palace team now is the time J- play like Jason Punchin this is when you have to come in you know really make an impact in that in that squad because um, you know we all t- seem to have a soft spot for Crystal Palace over here and um, it's going to be sad to watch a Crystal Palace team with no Bolasi, man. He was so entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, if, if this Bournemouth team, you know, they, they keep having injuries. You know, they keep Josh Kings down, so they had to start Glenn Murray at center striker. And, you know, they still came out. They still played quality football mm. and and made it a made it a game and, and created some chances for themselves. Uh, Eddie Howe, coach, guy's, guy's doing wonders over there. He's He's... 
He's the real deal, I think. <laughs> He's making Stanislaus look like... Oh, I forgot about your boy. I don't know if it's Stanislaus making the coach look good or if the coach making Stanislaus look good, but this guy looks electric out there. Looks so dangerous for Bournemouth. And even the Richie kid. I like Richie on Bournemouth too. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't um, didn't uh, Tugelo oh, also get to play? Shout out, shout out to <laughs> number nine on Bournemouth. Underground baller. Un- underground. Check him out. Tokelo. <laughs> okay. Uh, got subbed in the game. Made one, There was one play he got where he got the ball in the corner, and it was so Tokelo-esque. It was so quick. <laughs> it sh- down the line and whipped it across. <laughs> Check it out. Number nine, Bournemouth. Uh, up next, we got uh, Villa West Ham. Kind of a kind of a snoozer here, one one. Mm. Um, I think we pretty much predicted like a tie. I don't I don't know if I did, but I, I remember. I seem to remember the consensus being like a tie between these two teams. Yeah, I mean the, it was a good, it was an okay game. Uh, West Ham's Aaron Cresswell, the uh, young English left back. Mm. Well, keep your eyes on him. Uh, I think the kid's got got potential. Could could potentially leave a team like that for a bigger team. Um, scores a really good goal. Uh, hits with a bit of a swerve. You know, a little the the laces, but kind of curling with the outside of the foot and puts it bounces bounces it by. It was a nice goal by um, him. And then the second goal, you know, was the penalty. Uh, the the striker, what's his name? The guy Jordan Ayew. No, who started though? They had a, a Gestade was the name of the guy, name of the guy. He started. He he played. He started last game. He played well. So they started in this game. He was run down the corner and Bono took him down from behind, like kind Ooh. of incidental accident, you know, contact. Yeah. And he took him down from behind. Stupid on his part. Um, and they gave they got the penalty. But Jordan Ayew, did you see the calmness and the coolness about just that? Buried it. Oh my! He just walked up, took his time, and just hit it. I mean, it was almost like. Just a little to the left, but high, like a savable shot. I mean, just totally duped. Tell me, the IU brothers—they're ballers. Now, did we learn that Aston Villa is getting better in the game, or we, because the last few games have been playing better, or is it that West Ham is just doing their normal slide down? I think it's West Ham just being West Ham. You know, they come, start off hot, beat the big teams, and then kind of fall to the small teams. They climb the ladder to just keep on sliding. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's got to be tough being a hammer. And that's uh, and that's about, that about wraps it up there. Yeah, so uh, you want to get on to what we're going to get on to our preview now of uh, games tomorrow. Man, I love Christmas time. This is such games. a quick turnaround time. Think about it if you these guys, man. You just played um, Boxing Day, and now you have to turn around, what is it, 48-hour period where you're playing another full 90? And for me, this is a, this is a uh, momentous part of the season. You know, if you're able to win these two games, it just can propel you so far on the table so quickly. Just and the back-to-back. It just you get a mental advantage. Mm. Um, but the, the back-to-back, like you talk about, it's just it must be physically exhausting. You know, to play a full 90, top level, this is where the squad rotation comes into play. Yeah, and depth you really s- matters. You see the teams that have the depth able to do it, and then you see the teams <laughs> that don't, they get really exposed. Um, yeah, so going into that, we can just jump into a couple of our matchups. Let's talk about the biggest one. Chelsea United. Chelsea United, let's go. I'm so excited for this. At the at Old Trafford, t- two struggling sides. One has a new manager. One could be losing their manager. There's so much drama in this game. So many storylines behind it. Just And then we look on the field. You have a, a surging Chelsea team. We'll I hope Falcao starts. I hope not. I, no, he's not going to do anything. He's been asking for more playing time. It's in the news that he really wants it. He's eager to play. But what was he going to do with that playing time? I don't know. Maybe stick it to United. Yeah. Well, do Nap they time. have a? Do they? Does Chelsea even have a choice? Because isn't Loic Remy injured at the moment? No, Loic Remy's not injured. He's he, was, not injured? he was on the bench last game. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was. Hurt. No, so I mean, well, they could even play Hazard at that center striker role. 
I mean, I don't like when they do that, though. I bet you he likes it because he doesn't have to defend. Oh, he loves it. Yeah, sure. William. William up there. No, William's better on the wing, I think. Oh, no, me too, but it would just be fun to watch William playing central striker. Give him the ball, just kick it. Just kick it. Just have him run. I just want to see him run as fast. No. No, I take that back. I don't want to see kick and run, but it's just fun to see. Well, that's William what they play, anyways. Ball. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what Man U plays. And um, let's see if Fellaini gets himself another start. <laughs> see if Rooney gets himself another bench. I'm actually waiting to see the counterattack that they have, Chelsea against United, because United is slow, especially if Swinestag is in the middle with Fellaini. They're so slow that if they get the ball, if well, Willing gets the ball with Hazard and Oscar, I mean, if they run at Menu, they're gone. I, it, it has to be goals. That's that's what Chelsea's going to try. That's what Chelsea's going to win the game if they do. They'll win it through the midfield, like you said. The the speed of the midfield is completely different on both teams. I mean, you, like you said, Bastian Schweinsteiger, Michael Carrick, Myron um, Fellaini. Like these guys are not quick guys. You know, they're slow technical players. But on the on the back end, Chelsea's defense is real suspect, and you don't know who's going to be starting. And they they can see goals all the time. Yeah, this so. is true. So Anthony Martial might be a handful mm-hmm. for them, um, but I think that's the only handful Chelsea has to really concern themselves with is just the threat of Anthony Martial. Other than that, I mean, maybe if a Lindegaard pops up instead of Memphis Depay um, to kind of switch up the squad, then maybe that's another play you have to might look out for. But What about Fellaini on set pieces? I, I mean, kind of want to see that battle between him and Terry or Cahill. Chelsea's or huge. They have Terry, Zuma, Cahill, I, but no, one, no one's as tall as Fellaini, but still. Chelsea, you know, over their recent history, has been relatively solid in defending set pieces and corner kicks, you know? I still think it'll be interesting to see if he can get open. I would be interested to see him on the bench, is what I'd be <laughs> interested in. Um, Fellaini should not start this game. If Man you wants to potentially win this game, you need to, I think, kill him with speed. Because I think Chelsea going into this game is going to dominate possession, quite honestly. Um, especially you know in the critical moments, I think Man U will have their spells. But I think Chelsea isn't. It's not going to be a Mourinho type of tactic where they look to sit and counter. I think they're going to like look to just outrun him, outpace him, run at the goal, be as direct as possible, and try and get some goals. So would you want Swansaga to start and have Swansaga with Mata in the middle and then Depay on the left side? Lingard on the, the right with Rooney and Martial up front? To me, I'd want Morgan Schneiderlin and um, Schneiderlin, Schweinsteiger next to each other. And I know people say, yeah, they're the same players. To me, Schneiderlin's a little bit more defensive. Schweinsteiger's more offensive. Yeah, maybe in terms of pace. They're not the paciest. But I think that's vast amount of experience. And when you have a tough tackler like, like Schneiderlin in there versus a Carrick or someone like that who's not as defensive then you can be more prepared for players like Eden Hazard, Cesc Fabregas. But you know Chelsea's going to have their muscle men as well with Matic in there, um, or maybe even a John Obi or Ramirez. So you have to be careful about that. I think Man U might already be psychologically beaten, man. Man U has to find a way to bounce back versus Chelsea, who's feeling good about themselves. They feel like they were hard done because they just lost points and could have won on a penalty kick. So for me... One team is trending down, the other's trending up. It's going to be interesting to see how they clash. So with those two guys in the middle, would you bring Rooney back and put Martial in front of him and then have Depay on left and Mata on the right? Rooney stays on the bench for me. I'd Rooney say, stays on the I'd, bench. Yep, I'd say Ooh. Mata in the middle. Okay. I'd like Juan Mata as an attacking That's where he plays 10. best, I think. Yeah, That's is. where he's best. Yeah. Don't put him at winger because he doesn't like to do the defensive dirty work. As he's Mourinho good, though. Sometimes when he cuts in, shoots. Yeah, he's... he's but for me, it's it's 
How That's going to break you down. Mata's crossing. Yeah, but he's a technical player. You want him to get the ball all the time. So that's why you want to put him central. So th- most of the time they're trying to hit the target striker up top or you know they get they get it wide, but they always look to play through him. Mm. So he's always going to have the ball at his feet making decisions like like a Mesut Ozil. Yeah. And you want him to be the, your last player making the assist pass. He's that guy, I think. So, I mean, it depends about the Depay start. That, that to me is a big factor. Is he involved in the squad psychologically is he mentally into it i don't know he makes a mistake that cost them in the last game can he bounce back from that will he even be given a chance to bounce back from that i don't know all i can say is you're wearing the number seven shirt at man united the last man who wore that was the best player in the world right now potential you know arguably second he might be coming home to get it either way he the man went on to break records and is respected and will go down as a legend so you you wear that number seven at man U. You better become a legend. Yeah, and Cristiano Ronaldo. You were talking about Beckham, right? Mm. <laughs> oh. I like, I like how you did that right there. Yeah, you see what I did there? Real cute. <laughs> David Beckham is the best ever. Number seven, get out of here. I think oh, Chelsea has this. I, I really I think this is going to be Chelsea's game 2-1 or something sort of like that. It's going to be a lot of defense and a couple garbage goals. And I think there's going to be one nice goal by Chelsea. So 2-1 Chelsea. We we make a prediction on this? Yeah, I am. Got to. This is a big. Uh, I go with you, Hussey. I got to go two one two on Chelsea. Man, I got to be that dude who goes with a tie. Ooh. Just another tie for Chelsea. We're we talking one one two two. That three, sounds three, the most realistic. Zero, zero. Talking one one. Um, I think I think I think Man U surprises and they go up by one and Chelsea pulls it back on them. I don't know if this will warrant um, Louis Van Gaal being fired. Actually, I'll take that back because I think Louis Van Gaal will be fired. I say Chelsea. I'm going with Chelsea. Well, welcome back. This one. Welcome back to the dark side. He just swayed himself What's the over. score? What's the score, Coach? Man, I got this one. Stoke beat United 2-0. Yeah, I'm doing EPL math right now. I'm going to have to say Chelsea's going to beat Man United 3-1. 3-1? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. How, how are they going to score the goals? I'll leave that up to you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that portion up to you. You got the Nostradamus section. Bro. That's right. That's right. All right. What about uh, bring us on to our next game here? Um, another. This is. I think it might be the game of the day. It might be the Everton Stoke game. Everton Stoke. Yeah. Pacey, more technical than you think. Got some bite to it. Lukaku versus um, what? What are the big boys' names? Wolfschild. Arnautovic. Arnautovic on the opposite Hello. end. So short cross and and. The, the, the center back Wolfschild, German center back, who's also six four, some somewhere around close to probably two hundred pounds, but he's a guy who doesn't get mentioned, who's also been very very solid. So it's going to be interesting to see the physical battle. Um, Lukaku has been, you know, quoted as the new age Drogba, so we'll be able to see if he can handle the physical, the physicality of Stoke and whether Stoke can continue their technical run. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good game. Like you said, a lot of pace on a lot of pace on both sides, um, a lot of good football on both sides, and you know both teams trending upwards, coming uh, off wins. Yeah. You know, I know I know Everton lost two games back. They lost to Leicester, Leicester but it was a three-two game. It was a close game. It wasn't like they got blown out for nothing. Um, and you know they, they seem to be on their way up. So I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see a good game, really competitive, close game that's gonna be decided by. Maybe the greatness of one team over the other. I really think that Stoke's going to make a statement win. 2 nothing. Everything just played a hard game. Wow. They were running pretty hard. Stoke, they ran hard, but they 
they have some players that they didn't play uh, that will coming on tomorrow. I think, yeah. Got a scoreline for this one, guys? He uh, just did it. They're, they're 2-0 Stoke. Yeah, 2-0. Is that what it? 2-0. I think Stoke is going to match the the United score. Wow. I don't. I got to go with the tie here. I got to go 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I'm going to go 2-1, and I'm going to go with um, Everton. I think Everton finds a way to pull off a 2-1 victory versus Stoke. Wow. Wow. Okay. And the, I think the next game is the next best watch after United and Chelsea. I'm talking Watford, Tottenham. That's the next. Oh, you and I, your Igalu crush is unbelievable. I'm telling you, dude. Loves them. Dini. <laughs> Dini and Kahlo. They keep it simple, and guess what? They put it in the net. Well, we do certainly have some goal scorers here in Harry Kane and Igalo, as well as Dini. Um, so you never know what could happen in this game. Well, there's also some tough guys playing in this. There's people that will run through you in this game. Oh, and yeah. I, I, it's going to be a physical game. They're going to be running hard. There's going to be some really nice shots. There's going to be some technical playing. But it's just going to be, all, overall, it's going to be fun to watch. For me, it's going to be interesting to see how Etienne Capu responds for Watford. He's an ex-Spurs holding midfielder. Um, you know, was touted as, you know, very linked with Arsenal at a point. I still think he should come to a club like Arsenal. He's been having a terrific season. He's got a combination of skill, you know, strength, and, um, you know, really a defensive mentality. I like him as a player. I think he kind of just dropped off at Spurs, kind of lost in the shuffle. So he's been a very, very vital part for Watford in the middle of the field. Um, doesn't really get mentioned. Igalo tends to get mentioned in Dini. But for me, Etienne Capu is the player to watch in this. You really, I mean, what, the thing is, Watford's hot. Beat Liverpool. Tied Chelsea. Should have lost. And, you know, na- na- now they're on to the next game. And this, like we just mentioned, Spurs has gone top four. Spurs is hot. If Spurs wants to stay top four, they got to make a statement here. they gotta, they got to put this game to bed. But Man, Watford's looking like they're gonna end up in the top ten this year. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's it's just so this is a pretty it's big the EPL. Game. It's the EPL right now. It's just the way it is. Um, but this is gonna be a very good game. You know, Nor- uh, Spurs coming off a big win too against Norwich, three three nothing. And but we'll see how they do. You know, they got to go to Watford, and it's it's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a good game. What, anybody got any predictions here? I have. I have um, Spurs losing this. Actually, I have Spurs losing this 2-1 to Watford. Harry Kane gets his goal, um, but Igalo just just one-ups him, gets gets a brace. Uh, I'm going the other way. 3-2 to Tottenham. It's one of those things where, like I said, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Igalo is not going to be able to do as much because that defense is good for Tottenham. So they're going to shut, shut him down. He's probably just going to get one. I think I think Watford comes out, scores first, and loses three to one. Got Spurs on top of this one. Yeah, Harry's gonna show up again <clears throat> to show that he's much better than Giroud. All right, I got I got the next game here. What about um? <laughs> this is gonna be a big one. I mean, Arsenal getting getting beat up a little bit, getting their egos crushed a little bit, playing against Bournemouth. Now, Bournemouth, the team that's given some of the top teams headaches. This is such a tricky game. Yes, I just sir. wanted to win the last game so we could I could kind of understand losing this game because. To me, this is like a wild card of a team, Bournemouth. You're not sure what you're going to get from them. They could score in the third minute like they did against Man U, or you know, they could just battle it out until the 90th minute um, and come back on you like they did against Everton. So this, to me, is a team that never gives up. They're very physical. The coach inspires them to go out there and put everything on the line every single game. And they have random quality players, I think, and they're doing it with 
they've been absolutely decimated by injuries. So to me, this is a team with high spirit. These are the these are the games I hate playing against teams like this. I really do. But you know, if we ever were gonna show any you know mental strength, this is a game that we need to win. We need to bounce back as Arsenal after losing so terribly to Southampton. So we have to win this game. I'm gonna stick with the goons to come back, win this game, edge it out. I think it's gonna be a one nil game, Arsenal. Yeah, well, Bournemouth, they're a lesser team. They tr- they have passion, but it's a, it's a team that will probably finish the bottom ten. So Drew might score because uh, you know how he loves the small. Oh, teams. now you want to give him credit? Yo, no, I'm giving him credit for scoring against small teams. Um, so Did at least he City. can score. Benteke. Yeah. Benteke <laughs> scored first time in ten years. No, he scored a lot last year too. <laughs> For the other team. <laughs> That's all right. All right, go on. So, mm, now this is the midfield for Arsenal. is just going to open this up. Bournemouth, they're going to run. They're going to pressure really hard, but they're going to get caught. I think they're going to get caught a couple times. 3-1, Arsenal. All right. Well, I got I to gotta agree with you guys. I think that uh, Arsenal bounces back. Um, you know, there's, I think they're just going to – it's at home. Which is important, and I think they're gonna see them just. I'll, I'll play them three nothing. Got three nothing Arsenal here. I hope so, man. Because last time we predicted our, a high Arsenal score, didn't go so well. I mean, it, you gotta keep it back in your mind. AFC Bournemouth just tied Crystal Palace, a team that's really hot right now. So which is why I don't like this game. I know, but I'm, I'm putting full confidence in Arsenal. You know what? I'm gonna change my score now. Uh, see what I did there? One <laughs> one one. Wow. Going tie one one. Oh man. I think they. You got Giroud scoring both goals. <laughs> Ooh, I like that prediction. <laughs> yeah, because you know he just he just shoots. He doesn't look up. He just shoots. So <laughs> so he might score on his own net again. Uh, yeah, one one tie. All right. All right. You will finish up the rest of these here. We got uh, Norwich Villa. <clears throat> Norwich came to play some good football, but got spanked by Spurs. And Villa, a team that's just not good. For me, Norwich is more direct. I'm going with Norwich. No no score for this one. Mm-hmm. I just think Norwich is going to pull this out with their directness. I'll go with the same there. Norwich. one nothing Norwich. Villa just can't find a net. All right, we got West Brom, Newcastle. Man, is McLean still suspended? Great. Uh, I don't West remember. West Brom? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I think he still might be suspended. Newcastle. Um, All the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think... Don't sleep on West Brom, bro. No, I think your boy Olsen, my man with the headband. Mine Olsen, baby. <laughs> I think Olsen, um, this is a game where he steps up. You got Colicini and Olsen, the battle of the hair um, going on with these two center backs. And I just think West Brom is um, a little bit more organized at this point in the season. Um, and although they don't have the most appealing football to watch, I think they know how to grind out a result. And um, Newcastle is proving that they don't quite know how to do that. So I'm going to go with West Brom. I got West Brom, too. West Brom, 3-1. Ooh, Lee. Ooh. That's right. Newcastle, 2-0. Ooh. Perez, two goals. I That's say. <laughs> That's right. it. So and the, la- the last one on Saturday, uh, the last one tomorrow is uh, Villa, Southampton. West Ham, Southampton? Oh, wait. Yeah. Yep, yep. No, you got it. Yeah, West, right. West Ham, Southampton. West Ham, Southampton. Sorry. Um... I hope Southampton loses 8-0 in this game. I'm going to go with the Hammers to hammer them. Um, 
I'm just going to keep the score realistic, though. Um, I think West Ham might pull this one off in a shocking 2-1 victory. Ooh. I mean, West, Southampton, even though they were playing Drew, they had to run hard. So, um... <laughs> so much hate. <laughs> so, I just, I think they're not going to rebound. This is just going to be, they're going to be deflated. Uh, West Ham, they're going to rebound. I'm thinking 2-2 tie. Okay. Tomorrow, I think there's going to be a lot of tired legs. Southampton, 2 nothing. Keeps it rolling. Now, this next match, which is, occurs on Tuesday, December 29th, this is the biggest match of the next round. Honestly, I mean, I mean, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea United. It's gonna, it's nah, just, Wednesday doesn't remember. Chelsea United's <laughs> just old rivalry. This is an actual Chelsea like, United. Match. Chelsea struggling. United struggling. It's not the. It's not quite the same as it's been in the past years. Now we have a Leicester City versus a Manchester City. Here's the difference. This is a title race game, and the other game is just an, a rivalry game. Yeah, you know. And this is this is two teams at the top of the table looking to assert their dominance, be that alpha, you know, and get their foot out ahead. James Vardy, if I ever needed you to step up, this is the game. I need Leicester to win this game simply because I think over the duration of the season, Man City has the upper hand in terms of quality and in terms of squad depth. So if Leicester is able to steal this point from them since Arsenal lost, that could that could be huge, um, just simply because I don't see Leicester winning the title. And even if they did, I'd rather see them win than Man City. With Yaya scoring again this week. Andy, Andy got to get subbed off, so he got his rest in. You know, that's I'm, important. I'm thinking he might, you know, it's a Christmas miracle, I guess, but he got his legs. He asked Santa for some legs. He got them. Uh, got him getting three in a row, yeah? I'm thinking, I think City, they just, I want to say they're going to just, rip them apart, but i that's what my mind says. My heart says Les is going to come out. They're going to run hard. Mahrez is going to do something. He's just going to cut it into the left side, maybe uh, score a goal with the left, left foot again. Vardy, we don't know with his injury situation. Maybe he got worse. I'm not sure. His legs might be tired because he's been running hard every single game. There's a lot of quality. Kevin De Bruyne, he's going to do another. It's got to be 3-1 City. Wow, huh? What do you think? I, I can't say I agree with any of that, Ryan. I think that last game, the Tinkerman subs off Vardy, subs off Vardy, uh, saves them yeah. deliberately because he knows he's playing Man City, and that is a more important game. Like, this game is already going to be kind of close. i got to save these guys for my next game and get at least 70 minutes out of them. So he, I think he saves their legs so that they are more effective. I think Leicester takes this game 3-1 based on Man City's inconsistency. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah, with, with I'm the sorry, I'm company. sorry. Two to one. Two to one. Oh, my my mistake. Say, Two to one. I was going to say 3-1. Man, I know company's out, but three yes. goals against City's hard. I see this being one of those type of battles, Huss. I see it as being a 3-2 kind of battle. Um, I think Vardy gets a goal. I think Morris gets a goal and an assist um, just to, to edge it out to get those three points. But... City's defense, man. If company was able to return, if company returned last, last um yesterday, excuse me, and was able to finish the game, I'd be a lot more wary of City getting a result. But you I know, think you know that means Dean Michaelis is going to be probably exactly, starting or playing at least half this game. Exactly, and yeah, that, that is one. a big problem, major problem for City. They're so vulnerable to the counter attack, and Leicester is arguably the the best Fa- counter attacking team, one of the fastest. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah, Dean Michaelis is so slow. I wonder who would win in a foot race between him and Yaya. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yaya's fast, man. Over distance? Yeah. He's not he's not a quick start. He's not accelerate. He doesn't have he's the like acceleration. But I think, once I think he gets going. I got I, I got the race. I got the race. You want to see Dean McKaylee's race against Paramaritza Saka. That's the race. Oh my. <laughs> against one more person, Asim Venia. <laughs> Asim Venia wins in that race <laughs> with his coat on. That big long coat that he always wears <laughs> in that coat. What's sad to me it's is like that you could actually have like either like a caterpillar or a turtle be like the pace setter. Like, you know how they do in track? Is that <laughs> that pace setter for the first lap? <laughs> That's how slow these guys are. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that that brings up to our, our last game, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Sunderland versus your boys, Ryan. Liverpool. Come yeah. on, you black cats. What do you think? At Sunderland. I, I'm not. How bad does Liverpool lose? It's hard, it's hard to say because in my my mind again I'm thinking ah, you don't have to worry but then with the inconsistencies of Liverpool and I'm telling you maybe Lovren and Saka work out together and Skirtle is like oh guys did you forget about me no no <laughs> they might start working together very well if the defense can share up that's where it needs to be if we can get a goal so all we have to work on defense and offense so <laughs> <laughs> so everything <laughs> great all we have to do is just uh, they're in 8th place right now with 27 points Three points behind Crystal Palace at uh, fifth place. I could see them getting three points. Maybe Crystal Palace goes down. United, Chelsea, tie. Liverpool's in sixth place by Tuesday, uh, by Thursday. Scoreline? 2-1. Two, 2-1. One, two, one. Liverpool? Yeah. What, what minute for the goal scored? I think it's right right before half is going to be one of them. It's going to be around the 44th minute. <laughs> and then Sunderland. You know what? Sunderland's going to have something in the right, right after halftime, around the 60th. And then Borini Li- coming back for you? Probably. And then Liverpool's going to have another one, probably 83rd minute Got it, for the 2 1. Benteke in the winner? If he's still running by then. <laughs> uh, no, just don't give him a. You have to give him a hard shot. You can't. Like, he hits the bicycle, but you can't set him on a, an open net breakaway. <laughs> Don't do that. He'll miss the net. So give it to give him a horrible ball so he can do some sort of bicycle kick or some scissor kick or just some turn and shoot. He'll score that. Remnants sc- of Edebayor. I think I think that uh, Sunderland is just, I mean, they got, they got beat up hard this last weekend by Man City, and now they know they play another tough team like Liverpool. I, I think that they're just mentally not going to be in it. I think Liverpool's going to stick it to them. I got th- I got three nothing Liverpool. Yeah, here. me too. I got I got that exactly too. Three nil, Sunderland. You're done, son. Like I think you're going down. I think this is over for you. I'm sorry to say it, Liverpool. I've been reading reports that Danny Sturridge has actually been healthy and he's been back in training. He's 100. percent So I think this is a game where we see Danny Sturridge, Philippe Coutinho, who should have scored last game. This is the type of game he scores in. This is when you feel the impact of Philippe Coutinho. And I think there's a chance for Mino might continue his form too. So I have that uh, 3-0 game going to Liverpool. Klopp looking like the genius he is. So Liverpool's going to continue their success? <laughs> for one more game, no, yeah. Continue. <laughs> Just for one, for <laughs> one more game. Yeah. For this next game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I mean, well, that, that does it. Wraps it up here. Yeah. Podcast FC 18 in the book. It's been a great show. Um, please make sure to check us out on iTunes at Podcast FC Show. Um, please make sure to rate and review us. Subscribe. Um, check us out also on Facebook at The Podcast FC Show. Um, holla at your boys. Um, this was Tum. This is Fareed. And this is Hasi. And it's been great. Go Goons. 
Chelsea. Yeah.